0: Visit RobertHalf.com today.
1: A holiday edition of FFT and Five. What's up, everybody? Happy 4th of July if you're listening. It's the 5th of July, but I hope you had a wonderful 4th. USA. All right, let's, uh, let's talk about some big news here with Jamie Eisenberg. I'm Adam Azer. Nothing breaking really recently, but we're just going to recap some of the big stories from the past month or so, including Deshaun Watson. Where do we stand? Right now, uh, if you're doing an early draft, if you're trying to make a trade, something like that, if you have a Scott Fishbowl coming up, where are we on Deshaun Watson?
0: Well, first off, I appreciate you jinxing us that we're going to have to do this later again today <laughs> when there's something that breaks news-wise. Um, I think you just have to be sort of hands-off with Deshaun Watson as of now, you know, un- until we get some definitive answer about how many games he's going to miss because he is going to get some sort of suspension. You know, the, the obvious... The thought is he's going to miss the entire season, uh, but clearly at this point for me it's it's more moving on from Watson and, and more looking at what the rest of the Browns and how that's going to impact the team. And so I'm still comfortable with Nick Chubb as a number one running back in half and non PPR, a borderline number one running back in full PPR, a uh, guy that you take somewhere in round two in the in the first couple of formats in PPR early round three. Uh, but but Amari Cooper, Kareem Hunt, um, David Njoku. David Bell, Donovan Peoples-Jones, I think these guys are, are a little bit more impacted. Hunt is, I think, priced appropriately uh, in that round six through eight range, depending on the format you're looking at, as a you know borderline number two running back flex. Uh, Cooper has fallen to number three receiver for me. The other two wide receivers, Peoples-Jones and David Bell, are just late round dart throws. And Najoka was somebody that I was looking at potentially as a borderline starter, uh, but now more in the firmly entrenched number two tight end range of just somebody that we will see what happens depending on the Watson situation.
1: Terry McLaurin signed a new contract, which is good to see. What's the impact here as there's been so much Jahan Dotson buzz uh, this offseason? What's the impact here in the Washington passing game?
0: I mean, McLaurin is the number one guy. You know, Dotson certainly has made some waves, and understandably so, because he was building a rapport with, you know, Carson Wentz. But now we get to training camp, we don't have to worry about the storyline. And so McLaurin, I think, should be considered a strong number two wide receiver. He's one of the more talented guys. I'm going to start saying things about him and DJ Moore that I said about Stefan Diggs that we may never see the full statistical impact about how good they are because of the quarterbacks that they played with. And we know McLaurin's played with some bad ones. So hopefully Carson Wentz can do at least what he did for Michael Pittman, which was feature him a lot, had over 120 targets. And so if McLaurin stays in that range, we know he's going to be the best receiver on this team as much of an impact as Dotson might make. We'll see when Logan Thomas is healthy, we'll see what the running backs do, a healthy Curtis Samuel as well. Uh, but McLaurin, I think, is a guy you're looking at in round four and should be comfortable as a high end number two receiver.
1: Would you take DJ Moore or Terry McLaurin?
0: Uh, I would take McLaurin in non and half PPR. I would take Moore in full PPR. All right, how at least have them now, depending on the quarterback situation, Caroline.
1: Right, right. Okay, so Devin Singletary, report from The Athletic. Devin Singletary is still going to be a big part of the offense. He'll be the early downs guy. He'll be spelled occasionally by James Cook. Would you rather have Devin Singletary or Kareem Hunt?
0: I'd rather have Singletary in half and non-PPR. I'd rather have Hunt in PPR. I do think I've said this a couple times last week that Jacoby Brissett will be really good for Kareem Hunt because of the dump-off passes and the role that he plays. But I think Singletary, no matter what happens with James Cook, and I don't think that if Singletary goes down, I don't know if James Cook will be the direct replacement. So just keep that in mind when you're looking at the two. But Singletary was great at the end of last season. And I know some of the routes run weren't necessarily completed uh, the, the, the the passes weren't completed to him and, and the production wasn't there in the passing game that we like to see and maybe could see from Cook because of some of the options that'll be there. But I think in terms of what they're looking at, this is going to be a very high scoring offense. And as long as Josh Allen doesn't take away every rushing opportunity into the goal line for Devin Singletary, he should still be very successful and he's priced appropriately. So hopefully we don't see him rise past round five. I know he's going around six right now, in some cases around seven, but if he gets past round five, it's a little bit too rich for me. But in that round six, round seven range, I will absolutely buy Devin Singletary. More as a flex, but as a borderline starter, depending on how you build your team.
1: Finally, Jamie, the topic we have for Tuesday's show is the toughest players to project. And this is driven by Heath, basically, since he does the projections. We're talking guys like Saquon Barkley, Juju Smith-Schuster, Aaron Rodgers. Who would be a player, if you were doing projections, that would be difficult for you?
0: The Broncos receiving core. Uh, You know, Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, Cortland Sutton. You know, I, I think it's kind of, Easy right now to gravitate towards Sutton first, and he's crept into the round four range for me in my rankings. Judy has fallen to round six. I had both originally round five after the Russell Wilson trade. Uh, But when you factor in Tim Patrick, when you factor in K.J. Hamler, when you factor in Albert O and maybe Greg Dolchitz, and and obviously what the running backs do, it just feels a little complicated and how this is all going to work. Uh, So Sutton, I think, is going to be the best of the group. Uh, Judy second, but Patrick is going to be somebody that I think If you're in the friendship strategy mode, and most people should be in the friendship strategy mode, you should be Hmm. taking one of those two guys and then definitely taking Tim Patrick. If you don't do that, you're making them.
1: (laughs) Okay, I think that was a not-so-failed shot at your host here. Uh, (laughs) That is J.B. Eisenberg. Some fireworks from J.B. at the end of our uh, 4th of July episode. Thank you so much, everybody, for watching and listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow on
0: Fantasy Football Today. Bye.